Welcome and namaste for listening to this Nepali life. The concept of God in Hinduism. What God is not? First and foremost, God is described in the Vedas is not some superhuman being with some superhuman powers who create the universe life forms and then punishes or rewards people based on his own laws sending people to hell or heaven god cannot be like this because if he allows people to act according to their free will then it means he has no control over his universe and if he ha- and if he has control over the universe then how on earth can people do bad things right unless and until he wants them to do it also if god has created everything in the universe then how can he say that people of one religion are my people and those who don't follow his religion are not his people and they should be killed or converted to his religion this definition of god distinguishing between my people and others bringing down god to the level of a tribal leader who is clearly only interested in having more number on his side and wants everybody on his side with no opponents god in the vedic text and is followed by hinduism is not the god described above so what is god god is defined in vedic te- text that which makes pe- the tongue speak but which cannot be spoken by the tongue that which makes the mind think but which cannot be thought by the mind that which makes the eyes see but which cannot be seen by the eyes if you understand the meaning of i neither know nor don't know then you understand god those who know that god cannot be known truly knows god upanishads okay good god according to the vedas is the entire universe itself and this universe extends into the infinity well beyond the physical universe which we see which we feel and we live in in the form of stars planets galaxies and intergalactic stuff all of which that was created during the big bang the physical universe which we live in the temporary phenomenon is created in big bang and which has an end and exist within the real universe which is nothing but god so so in other words we all live inside the god and we are part of the god itself according to the vedas god is attributeless nirguna opinionless nirvikara formless nirakara and infinite timeless ananta and supreme consciousness Satchindananda How can an opinionless God punish or reward people? How can a formless God be seen? How can an infinite God be measured? How can an attributeless God be defined? Which is why Vedic test describe God as Niti. And here Niti meaning not this, not that. Neither this nor that. You can only define God as, it, as what, it, what it is not. not is what it is 
the key here is to observe that God is referred to it to as it, not as some he or she. The self of the self is God. So God is all the pervading, pervading divine energy of which the universe is made of, and of course including everything within the universe, and hence has no attribute to attributes, opinion, form, and is infinite. We all are part of this God, which is why Vedas say Aham Brahmashmi, meaning I am God. The, the I here, refer, referring to me identifying myself with the entire universe, that is the ultimate truth. That when a person is able to recognize that he is a part of the God itself against Mukti, salvation. It is like a cell in our body, realizing it is not some mere entity residing within the body, but is a part of the body itself. So salvation or mukti is realizing and seeing things from a much higher level, from the, from the level of universe itself, and you will be free from all the worldly obstacles, and would be able to think and act from from a broader and worldview perspective rather than in a narrower I, me, myself view which is why in Hinduism you find sages or spiritual leaders being worshipped as God since these people have been able to recognize themselves with a higher universal soul Hinduism since it is based on Vedic text hence allows for a mortal person to be raised to the level of a God and worship which is why you see Hindus worshipping spiritual leaders like Sri Sai Baba, Sri Raghavendra, Buddha, Mahavira, etc. is God. Containers and Containment The Vedas compare God and the physical universe, the experience to a spider and, and a spider's web. The spider's web comes out of the spider and the spider resides within the web itself. Similarly, our physical universe has been created out of the God and the God is all pervading this universe. God is both the container of the universe as well as what is contained inside it. Brahma, the physical universe. Brahma, not to be confused with Bra Brahman, is a name given by the Vedas to the physical university that we live in. Brahma is nothing but the universe that was created out of Big Bang. And so Brahma has a birth and a death. Brahma was born in Big Bang and will die in a big crunch. Brahma, since is a temporary phenomenon and thousands of Brahmas come and go. Vishnu or Narayana or Brahma is what is described as Nirguna, Nirvikra, Nirakara and Ananta. The all creating permanent external universe which extends well beyond our physical universe and it is the understanding of this ultimate truth which is said to be the ultimate goal of human life. Shiva Shiva is the concept of periodic destruction that follows every creation in the temporary physical universe and this completes the trinity of God, generator, observer and destroyer in the form of Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. Brahma, that is our physical universe, is said to be born out of the eternal universe Vishnu from Hiranyagarbha. The description of Hiranyagarbha in the Vedas represents the pre-Big Bang universe, which was 
infinitely dense and which gave birth to Big Bang and hence to our present physical universe. This physical universe, however, is called uh, Saguna Brahma, that is the God which has form, shape and other attributes, which is what our post Big Bang universe is, which can be seen, observed, felt and understood. The pre-Big Bang universe is called Niraguna Brahma, attributeless universe, which is what even the modern science described as. Since the pre-Big Bang singularity shook, had no attributes, no physical laws and was timeless and undescribable. Every time the formless Nirguna Brahma comes into a manifestation, it attains a dual aspect, that is a pair of opposites like good and bad, duality of light, space and time, spirit and matter, object and subject, etc. God is not a unit of measure, so it is incorrect to argue that there is only one God or many gods, for God is everything. It is this universe and exists much beyond the manifestation of form of the universe we see into infinity. Vedas also say that the Brahma, that our physical universe which will ultimately merge back into the attributeless Niraguna Brahma and hence this observable universe is a temporary phenomenon and its age or lifespan is specified by the Vedic text is given in this article. Atheism Vedic text also follows for atheism. Atheism is all about saying there is no God who is observing us, controlling us, deciding upon our fate, who is willing to punish our protectors. In other words, atheism is about denying a superhuman intervention in human life. And this is exactly what the Vedas say when they describe God as opinionless and attributeless. In the, in the post-Vedic period, when people misunderstood Vedic, Vedic representation of the universe as God and started worshipping different attributes of the universe um, as superhuman natures like Indra, Rain God, or Varuna, Water God, and Agni, Fire God, etc. They were reformists like Chakrava, who declared that there is no God and, and created a movement amongst the masses in trying to make them understand, understand and realize that God was not a collection of superhuman creatures, not a single superhuman creature. The greatness of the Hindu civilization lies in the fact that it has tolerance and allows space for all, all the thoughts. And so none of these reformists were killed or burned, unlike what happened to Galileo or Bruno in the West. In fact, Chakravan and Gaul successfully created a mass movement based on their thought. Buddha was the greatest reformist of all who denied the existence of a superhuman god and who successfully created a mass movement trying to enlighten people. So Hinduism in this way transcends theism and atheism. In other words, it is transatheistic. Nature and Personification Since the entire universe is said to be divine in the Vedic text, Hindus wor worship every form of nature as God. Of course, the Vedic texts clearly say that one should not believe that a form of universe itself is the God, but it, it is just a part of the divine wholeness. God is in everything and everything is in God. Most of us are common people 
who do not have the ability or time to think to the level of realizing the formless attributeless and infinite divinity. And since everything in the universe is contained within the God and is described by the Vedas, you see worshipping you see Hindus worshipping different forms of nature as God. Hindus worship rain, water, cow, snake, tree, hills, dogs, parents, books, money, planets, stars, moon, sea, river, king, teacher, guest, everything is God. This doesn't mean that cow is a Hindu god or tree is a Hindu god. It is a Hindu way of respecting the divinity that is in that cow, in a tree, etc. Which is why when a Hindu, if, if by accident touches any other person or thing by his feet, then he apologizes to that person, saying for having unknowingly shown disrespect by touching his feet. And that is because of Hindu beliefs that there is God within every person too. And all this because Hinduism sins is based on the Vedic text. Since the entire universe itself is divine. The Vedic text also contains hymns, which is supposed to be recited every morning as soon as one gets up from his bed before getting out of the bed. And in the hymn, the person apologizes to Mother Earth, since the person will be stamping the planet Earth with his feet for the rest of the day. It is this kind of respect to our nature that ensured in the Vedic ages that nature be used only to feel man's need, not his greed. On the other hand, today, by seeing the world with a materialistic outlook without any dignity associated with it, humans are plundering all natural wealth, destroying forests, polluting the planet, destroying water resources and whatnot. The difference between seeing nature as divine as described in the Vedic texts and by looking at it is something which is God created for humans to enjoy and plunder as described by other texts is quite evident today. During the Vedic age there was no pollution and today we are facing global warming and planetary disaster thanks to the misleading thoughts that God created the universe and other pleasure for a human to enjoy. Personification of God in Hinduism is a simplification to express devotion by those who are unable to comprehend the formless universe. Universal consciousness is God. Contrary to the popular belief, Hindus don't worship the idols as God. In instead, Hindus worship God to idols. An idol is used as an object of concentration, which one can focus on and use it as a medium to try to realize the divinity. It is similar to Christians using a cross or Muslims worshipping at Kaaba. Now, how can a person see God in an idol? Well, it's the same way a person sees, a, sees and remembers his parents and their near and dear ones via photographs and videos. Not holier than thou. There is, there is this problem of religious fundamentalism. Religious conversation and resulting violent acts like terrorism and communal disharmony because of the attitude of a holier-than-thou by Semitic religions. The movement of religion say that mine is the only way. There start a conflict between it and the other religion. On the, ha on the other hand, Veda say that Ekam Shat, Viparaha Bahuda, Vedanti meaning there is but one God and one truth and learned scholars call it with different names 
this fundamental philosophy of Vedic text makes it accept all religion, which is why you see Hinduism not being in favor of any conversation. For there is no reason to convert from one religion to another when God is one and the same for all, irrespective of their religion. It is like calling the name of the same person with different names. If followers of every religion accept this philosophy, then there would be no communal conflict in this world. Vedas wish Sarve Jana Shukhi Bhavatu implying may all the people prosper and live happily and say Vasudaiva Kutumbakam which means whole world is a family. It is this philosophy of universal brotherhood in Hinduism which has provided a space for people of all religion and thought and sect to live in India ever since the dawn of history. It is this principle which has made India the birth place of largest number of religion in the world including Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, Sikhism, etc. The Vedic philosophy also makes every life form divine by default and it is only our action as we grow that makes us good or bad. Unlike Christianity, there are no sinners by default in Hinduism. While Christianity says that only Jesus Christ is the Son of God and all other are sinners, Hinduism says we all are children of God. Vedas says Sarve Amritswa Putraha We all are children of the eternal supreme divinity. Israel has stated in its official record that all over the world, wherever the Jew went, there were violated violence against them in the past 2500 years except in India or Nepal. India or Nepal is the only place on this planet where the Jews settled and lived for centuries practicing their religion without undergoing any kind of harassment. And that is because of the Hindu Vedic philosophy of expect, accepting all and treating all equal. Even after the formation of the state of Israel, a lot of Jews in India prefer to stay back here instead of going to Israel. Parisis were fire-worshipping people who lived in Iran before the Arabs invaded their land in, land in 7th century. Before Iran got converted to Islam following the Arabic invasion, Zoroastrianism was a widespread religion which was practiced not only by Iranians but also by the Pashtuns and Bal Balushis in present Pakistan and Afghanistan and by Kurdis in present Iraq. When the Arab invaded Iran, the Parisians fled to India to escape religious persecution at the hand of Arabs and, land, and landed up in the western seashores of India at Gujarat. The local Hindu king who ruled and allowed them to settle and stay in his kingdom. The Parsis began fire worship that brought their holy fire with them and requested to Indian king that they would wanted to build a fire temple of their god and king obliged. Then the Parshas demanded that the Iranian tradition does not allow non parshas to enter within a radius of 15 km of their temple. Now look at the irony here. The kingdom was a Hindu kingdom. The people were Hindus. The king was a Hindu. And the refugees had demanded that no local Hindu should enter within 15 ki 50 km radius of their temple. And yet the king agreed and passed order that no Hindu Hindus should enter within the limits of the Parsi temple. This is the Vedic way of re respecting everybody's belief and not hurting, not hurting anyone's sentiments. There are numerous accidents from ancient India where people and kings have given their lives to protect the interest of their guest. This comes from a Vedic principle of Atiti Devo Bhava, meaning guest is to be looked 
upon his god today parsis are one of the most successful communities in india ratan tata one of the most respect respected businessman and the owner of the one of the largest business empires in india the tata group is a parsi it was his ancestor jrd tata who started the prestigious taj group of hotels during the british rule the following an incident of racial discrimination when the jrd tata was denied entry to mumbai's watson's hotel since the british then did not allow non british to enter into british owned hotels so what about satan or evil the next natural question is is that if god is the universe itself then what about satan as described earlier the moment the formless attains a form it comes to existence in duality as male and female good or bad beautiful and ugly space and time matter or spirit etc so satan isn't a bad guy who exists out there opposing god god is omnipresent and it leaves no room for competing satan satan is the evil vices in our mind defined by the ved vedas as the six greatest enemies of the man shishad vargas they are kama desire or lust krodha anger lobha greed moha illusion mada egoism and matsarya jealousy yoga is the pathway provided by the vedas to overcome these enemies and to realize the unity with god yoga is just not a mere physical exercise it is a physiomental dedication overcoming worldly desire to realize the supreme consciousness karma not god now question arises that if the god is described in vedic text it is attributeless and opinionless and does not punish or protect people then what about good and bad deeds who punishes the bad and who protects the good well that is what called karma which is nothing but the sum of our past deeds it is our deeds that punish or protect us if we do good think positively wish good at all then so will we will be if we do bad to others think negatively wish badly then so will it happen to us what we sow is what we reap which is why the vedic texts say do your duty respect the entire world as divine and you will prosper it is our deeds that decide what happens to us for we are what we think we are and what happens to us is what we think should happen to the world all that we arise is without thought without thoughts we create the world sarve jana shukhino bhavantu